After weeks of speculation, rumor, and innuendo, the Oklahoma Sooners do in fact join the coaching carousel in college football as Lincoln Riley is headed to the USC Trojans. We'll talk about what it means for the Oklahoma Sooners and more on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Boomer Sooners, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can follow the show on YouTube at Locked On Sooners and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're here daily to cover the Oklahoma Sooners, and we've got an incredible story to break down. But first, I got to talk to you about our sponsor of today's episode. NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. And let's talk about it. It broke sometime around two, between two and three o'clock that the USC Trojans and Lincoln Riley were closing in on a deal to make Riley their next head coach. Uh, Clay Helton was fired midseason uh, after another disappointing start for the Trojans, who have really been irrelevant on the national landscape for much of the last 10 to 15 years or so. Uh, ever since Pete Carroll basically uh, left for the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks amid some, you know, some, some issues that they were going to have with the NCAA. So, man what a whirlwind of a few weeks it's been, you know, for, for weeks it's been LSU was pursuing Lincoln Riley. And while that was probably true, they were really coming in hard after him. It didn't seem like he was as interested in going to LSU. There was some talk on Twitter today, different people reporting that Lincoln wasn't too keen on the idea of moving to the sec. Now that seems understandable given his history against the sec in the college football playoff, Georgia in 2017, Bama in 2018, LSU in 2019. Hasn't fared so well. He's done better in bowl games that had no significance really, but he's making the move to the Pac-12 instead to take over the Trojans. It's a big move. It's one that kind of reshapes the college football landscape where the Big 12 had one of the better coaches in the country in Lincoln Riley which Oklahoma would have been taking into the SEC, presumably. But now that that shifts a little bit of the power to uh, the Pac-12, who now has several pretty solid coaches over there. Uh, you look at Mario Cristobal at, at Oregon, another solid coach. Um, it, it's really devastating. It's really, really disappointing. Uh, you look at a guy like Lincoln Riley, you see that he was coaching at Eastern Car- East Carolina University with the Pirates. Uh, gets a chance with Bob Stoops to take on the offensive coordinator job. Does really, really well. The Oklahoma Sooners offense gets resurrected uh, with Baker Mayfield in tow as well. And Lincoln Riley then is handed the keys to the head coaching job by, again, Bob Stoops. Someone who had never had a head coaching job before, 
who was still a young guy in the coaching ranks, gets the opportunity of a lifetime to take over a premier college football program with a great quarterback already in, in Norman. And just a few years later, uh, he's like, I'm good. I'm ready for a new challenge. And if you're on social media at all, if you follow, you know, what's going on on Twitter or Facebook, anywhere, it's safe to say that this is pretty upsetting um, to most of Sooners nation. This is a guy that looked to be, I mean, this was such a weird year. The 2021 season for the Oklahoma Sooners has not gone according to plan. Nothing really went according to plan. They had a midseason quarterback change. They struggled in just about every single game. And the offense at times looked disjointed. It just didn't look right. And you got to wonder, like, at what point did this become a reality for Lincoln Riley? Was At what point was he leaving? You, it's hard to believe that all of a sudden on a Sunday morning, USC calls him, he's like, and they offer him a job. I mean, it's possible. I mean, Lincoln Riley is that good of a head coach that, you know, every school except for Alabama would be reaching out to, to hire him if their job, if their, their head coaching job became available. But it's hard for me to imagine that he just made this decision in in one day, Uh, a guy that is as calculated as he is as thoughtful as, as he is. I mean, coaches don't just make decisions like this on a whim, especially one that's got a family. Now, I know that's a lot of money, and he's going to get paid a ton of money to go coach the Trojans, and so that that money talks. But it's hard for me to believe that this is just one of those, hey, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's go do it. I know that any time that me and my family, we've had to move, we had, we had several conversations about it. We didn't just decide. It was weeks and it wasn't as far across the country as this move was for the Riley family. It wasn't, you know, and it's not, my job's never been as high profile as his job has been. And yet we're to believe that sometime between his post-game press conference last night and today, he all of a sudden decided, no, this feels like it was something that's been in the works for, for weeks. And you go back to the bye week when uh, he didn't, you know, there was a plane ride, a plane flight uh, to LSU. There, you know, some speculation that that Lincoln Riley took a trip to Baton Rouge. He took a mental health day that week as well, missed a press conference. It, there's just a lot of weird happenings going on, and uh, apparently everybody was willing to cover him for him. You know, Alex Grinch took his his place in the Tuesday press conferences, and it seems like Alex Grinch might have been on in on it as well. Uh, who appears to be going to USC or might, you know, who knows what, who, who knows what anybody knew about any of this, but the reality is that Lincoln Riley had to have been working on something all the while Oklahoma is trying to contend for a big 12 title and push for a college football playoff spot. It's absolutely unbelievable to me that this is something that just came up all of a sudden. And what it does is it leaves Oklahoma like hanging, like holding on to the bag. Like this is a team that who had a top 10 recruiting class, you know, it was number seven. It just jumped up to number seven in 247 sports uh, latest team rankings. They had a number one recruiting class in 2023. And all of that now is in shambles. 
like the program is left high and dry. It's going to, it, who knows? Like there's, there's a lot that's going to transpire because of this, a lot that's going to go down with the program itself, the team itself. And then with all those recruits that were committed to the university of Oklahoma over the next two recruiting cycles, it's this, this thing has far reaching ramifications other than just Lincoln Riley taking a job. And he, you know, he's going to just say, Oh, it was a great opportunity. Hard for me to pass up. You know, I was ready for a new challenge at all the while going to the West coast where he's been really heavily recruiting landing commitments that have been raising the draft class or the, the recruiting classes for his school. And now he's going to go out there and get a lot of those commitments to flip to USC, which, you know, we'll talk about it in here in a little bit, but this thing is just really frustrating. It's really frustrating. And I alluded to it a, a little bit ago that a guy that was at East Carolina five, six years ago, had never been a head coach, was handed the keys to the kingdom, had some success, made a name for himself, and then's like, peace out. I'm done. I'm good. I'm going to go on to uh, greener pastures, supposedly, and take over an USC program that's kind of become an afterthought on the national landscape. Just stinks, man. It just absolutely stinks. And I know y'all are feeling it too. I do. I know, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of the day, you know, just kind of reading reactions and, you know, writing stuff up for Sooners Wire and just, you know, talking with my guys over there and just, just, just trying to process all of this. And it's been really hard to process because it's just all been such a whirlwind. But we're going to continue to talk about it. We'll talk about what it means for Oklahoma, where they're going to go from here. I mean, it, this is a, this is huge. This is absolutely huge. It's the most, it's the biggest, like most impactful thing that's happened to this program probably since, you know, Baker Mayfield came, but on the coaching front, I mean, you know, Bob Stoops stepping down was, was huge, but he had a guy in the wings that could take over and just kind of lead a smooth transition. The Oklahoma Sooners don't have that now. And they're left in a situation where they're going to be playing catch up as early signing day approaches in early December and national signing day comes a couple months later, this is a team that's going to have to really, really work to, to make sure they retain some of the commitments uh, that might be wavering or try and re up some of those decommitments that happen like Relique Brown, huge 2022 signee that, or commit, not signee commit who has decommitted uh, since the news broke. But we'll continue to talk about it. We'll continue to break it down. There's going to be far-reaching implications for this thing as we go. But let me talk to you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. And all of our users can receive a 100% instant deposit match if you go to prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on prize picks allows mixed sports entries you can take the over on the lebron points scored and the under on pat mahomes uh, passing yards in the same entry and hey if you hit them on both you can win use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play store entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is that easy 
PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And again, thanks so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We'll continue to break down what's going on with the Lincoln Riley situation heading to USC. So it puts Oklahoma in the coaching carousel. There are a ton of names that we'll start to dig into, but names you're already starting to hear are like Mark Stoops at Kentucky, um, who's done fairly well so far. He, he's, you know, he's had two 10 win seasons in the last four years, um, had some solid years with them. You know, he won some bowl games. Uh, he's won three bowl games in a row. Um, you know, he's gone 58 and 53 at Kentucky, which, Hey, that's not bad. Like, and you know, in his first season there, he, he, you know, only won two games, but he hasn't lost or won. He hasn't won fewer than five games in any season since. Um, it's not a, it's not a splash name. It's not a sexy name by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a guy connected to the program that has had some success at a mid tier sec program that could potentially help you you know, boost your profile as you go into the SEC. You're hearing names like Luke Fickle. Now, who knows if Luke Fickle's wanting to to leave from Cincinnati? If if he is, Oklahoma's going to have to wait a month or so to to get an interview as Cincinnati's, you know, putting themselves in the college football playoff picture. I don't know if that's necessarily a realistic option because he's going into the Big Twelve with Cincinnati in the near future, and many believe he's kind of an Ohio State guy too. So if Ryan Day were to ever step away from that job and and more speculation, some people seem to think that if the Chicago Bears job opened up, that Ryan Day would be a potential choice there. Now there's the Justin Fields connection that makes that kind of obvious and maybe not as realistic as some might seem. But, you know, he uh, – yeah, Luke Fickle, maybe, maybe not – um, you hear names like Brent Venables, the Clem- you know, former Oklahoma Sooners defensive coordinator now with Clemson. That'd be a great hire, I think. Uh, another former Sooner he- you know, uh, assistant, Jay Norvell, who's doing a really good job at Nevada. I think that can make a lot of sense as well. Uh, you look at a for- another former assistant like Mike Leach. Hey, would Mike Leach want to come and bring the craziness uh, of the pirate stories and the, can- the candy rankings? Um, to Norman would uh, that'd be absolutely that'd be fun and fantastic and potentially uh, you know a guy that could potentially retain one of your quarterbacks if he were to come Uh, you know you look at some other guys like um, oh man I'm blanking on the name I had it in my head and now it's gone and you know you um, Adam Schefter's reporting Cliff Kingsbury, which I don't think that's as realistic um, because he's got a pretty good job with a pretty good situation at Arizona. Uh, Matt Campbell. Now, if Oklahoma were still going to be in the Big 12 long term, I don't know if Matt Campbell would leave Iowa State to come to Oklahoma because, I mean, that'd be just, I don't know, kind of be flipping the bird to Iowa State a little bit to go to a team that has become a little bit of a rival for for Iowa state in, in recent years. So I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I could, I could see it happening because Oklahoma is going to the sec. Matt Campbell might be able to say, Hey, listen, I'm going to a new conference. I'm not going to have to play Iowa state every year. There's potential there. And you know, then you look at a guy like Matt rule, who has been, you know, with the Carolina Panthers for a bit, um, 
kind of struggling up and down season so far, but a guy that had a ton of success at Baylor turned a program around really quickly and, and made them very competitive. That could be a really good, a really good hire for the Sooners. He's a really good like program builder. I think it's somebody that would do really, really well in Norman and has got kind of that grit and that grind that is, has been lacking a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, there's just been a lack of like mental toughness and sometimes, a, you know, a physical toughness um, in recent years. You know, the Oklahoma Sooners have been great teams, but they've sometimes lacked like a mental edge to kind of help carry them through uh, certain situations like we saw in Bedlam on Saturday night. Uh, and then one name that probably won't happen, but you never know, uh, Shane Beamer who just took the South Carolina head coaching job and has had a really solid season there himself. You know, he just took that job. So I don't foresee him leaving it to come back to OU. I mean, he's in the SEC. He's got a power five job. It's his first head coaching job. He's starting to build a program. He just doesn't seem like the type of guy that would, that would turn around and leave that quickly, but Hey, never know. Things could happen. Um, (laughs) My guy Patrick Kahn, who used to host the Locked On uh, Locked On Horn Frog, or sorry, Locked On Longhorns, um, just texted me Jason Garrett, and I love Jason Garrett, but no, keep him away from my college football team. One, he doesn't have any college experience, so he, how's he going to go in and recruit? I don't see that at all. So Patrick, stop it. And he knows I love I love Jason Garrett. I think he's a good like organizational guy, but no, keep him away from my college football program. Um, one name that, that I think would be interesting and it's a name that is always going to be connected to Oklahoma through thick and thin, no matter what's going on. And the guy that's going to come and carry your team to the bowl game. And that's Bob Stoops who agreed to be the interim head coach for the Sooners through the bowl season. Every time a head coaching job has come available since Stoops retired, he gets mentioned even this year, USC, LSU, Florida, didn't matter. A Power Five job comes available, and Bob Stoops' name gets thrown on the, on the list. I don't, and and part of the reason I don't think he's ever been interested is because he doesn't want to coach anywhere other than Norman. Now, he coached in the XFL a little bit, so that I mean, to me, that gives you the indication they still got a bit of an itch for the game. Does he does he have enough of it to jump back into it full time? I don't know. But I think it's something to consider. We'll see how this next month goes. Like if he gets into it and he's like, man, I love this and I missed it. Maybe he just wants to jump back in and and kind of take the team over again. Who knows? I don't think that's the direction that they'll go. I think he's enjoying his life right now you know, on Fox's you know, big noon kickoff. I think he's really having a good time with that. And it, he's doing a great job. Um, but stranger things have happened. Remember Bill Snyder came back after years away from Kansas state's program to help them out. So just a thought to keep them there again. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know what could happen. Um, one name I want to keep far, far away from this program and don't not interested in whatsoever. And that's urban Meyer. I have zero interest in bringing urban Meyer to Oklahoma. Lack of integrity. It's a guy that I, I just don't, I don't trust. I think at the at the mo- at a moment's notice, if he's got some issues going on, he's bailing. He's going to be out of here. 
and it's going to set your team back again. You want to look for a long-term hire, somebody who's going to be here a while, and that's not going to be Urban Meyer. There's a reason why he's on his like, how many ever, however many coaching stops he's had, and it's just because you just can't trust the guy to to stay committed long enough. So, let's talk about what this means on the recruiting trail for the Oklahoma Sooners because Lincoln Riley's uh, move to SC USC is already having huge ramifications on that. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your back screen, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial power to, sorry, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. So head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash NCAA. And Built Bar is offering a special deal through Cyber Monday. You can get 20% off everything delicious and healthy at Built.com. That's 20% off site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Built Broth, and Built Swag. So Built Bar just added a new flavor. It's landed in time for Cyber Monday. That's Caramel Almond Delight. Amazing. It tastes so good. It tastes a little bit like a candied, uh, a caramel apple. But without the apple, it, I don't know, it just hits hard. It's so good. Delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double, double, check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, only 17 grams of protein. The things you love about Built Bar with amazing flavors. So tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. So go to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com and enter the code LOCKED20 before it's too late. And now we got to talk. Man, recruiting is has been a thing that's really buoyed the Oklahoma Sooners over the last uh, couple years. They've done a really, really great job at building their profile, building their, their program on the recruiting trails, both on the offensive and defensive side of the football. Lincoln Riley's ability to attract number one quarterbacks has been huge, and I think that has also helped attract other offensive skill position players as well. At the same time, Lincoln Riley leaving now has sent shockwaves to the recruiting world, and you're already starting to see decommits come through. Uh, Malachi Nelson, the 2023 number two quarterback behind Arch Manning, he's decommitted. Uh, Brandon Innes, wide receiver in 2023, he's de- decommitted. Trayon Webb, running back in 2023, he decommitted. 2022 linebacker Kobe McKenzie's decommitted. It's it's just Relic Brown, a 2022 running back, one of the biggest names in the recruiting class, he's decommitting. Gentry Williams is going to be a guy that <laughs> we're going to be watching. Dindy, uh, 
Brownlow Dindy, he's going to be someone to watch as well. There's a lot of guys that, that I mean, it just throws everybody, everybody into question. Every single player is going to be up for grabs at this point because one, we don't have a head coach. We don't know the direction of the program. Two, a lot of these offensive guys were coming for Lincoln Riley. They were coming for his offense that has propelled players into the NFL, helped them win Heisman's, helped them win postseason awards, All-American awards, things like that. And now Lincoln Riley is not going to be here. And so it's really easy for these guys to decommit. And if you look at the California guys or the West Coast guys like Relique Brown, Malachi Nelson, Makai Lemon, DeAndre Moore, Gavin Sawchuk, that's a lot. There's a lot of guys over there that Masachuk might be from Florida. Um, a lot of guys that are on that side of the uh, the recruiting world on the West Coast. Sawchuk's from Colorado. Excuse me. Um, from the West Coast that now have a place to, to go to stay at home and still get Lincoln Riley as their head coach. And that is incredibly frustrating. And your 2022 recruiting class that was number seven in the country and your number one recruiting class in 2023, that has been nuked. It's, it's done. And it's going to be hard to recover from that. Right now, you have Spencer Rattler, you have Caleb Williams as your scholarship quarterbacks. You have Micah Bowens as well, who transferred from Penn State. Spencer Rattler seemed to be on the way out based on what happened, what transpired this year with the quarterback change, just the way, I mean, he was not really appreciated at times as you know the fan sections, the student sections were chanting for Caleb Williams. Uh, could he transfer out? I mean, it, it looked like that that was going to be the case. But what, what about Caleb Williams? I mean, Caleb Williams came to play with Lincoln Riley too. Could he follow him to USC? I mean, it's, it's a legit question. It's a legit possibility. And one that if it happens, and Spencer Rattler also goes, leaves you with a quarterback depth chart of Micah Bowens, Ralph Rucker, and Ben Harris. And no disrespect to those guys, but that's a drop-off at your quarterback position. And that's after you saw Tanner Mordecai and Chandler Morris leave in the transfer portal last year and have pretty, and, and Tanner Mordecai had a great season for SMU. Chandler Morris had a one really good game for TCU, but you're left in, in quarterback limbo. If you don't have Caleb Williams or Spencer Rattler for 2022, they've got to figure out a way. Number one priority for Joe C Joe Castiglione right now, Bob Stoops right now, is to gain a commitment from one of those two guys to say that they'll be here this next year. And it's going to be, it's going to be a hard sell until they figure out who the head coach is going to be. But that has to be priority number one for them going into the year. And, it, it, and that's part of the frustration of where, it le- where Lincoln Riley leaves this thing is that out of nowhere – his word, his commitment doesn't mean anything. And so the players are going to be like, well, I can go too. There's nothing keeping me here because Lincoln Riley was the one that committed or you know, recruited me. And if it's Alex Grinch, which reports are saying Alex Grinch is going to, to SC or Bill Biedenboe, 
is going as well. I mean, you're, you're seeing rumors about a lot of coaches on this staff that might be following Lincoln Riley to USC. And if that does transpire and if that does happen, then it's going to leave a lot of these guys in limbo with relationships that they already had. And Oklahoma is going to have to rely on the transfer portal and whatever remaining players they have on the team to try and fill the team to contend or to try and compete next year. Going into 2022, it looks like it's going to have to be a total rebuild of this program. That's why they have to get this coaching hire absolutely right. They don't have to get it done fast, but they got to get it right. You're not just building for 2022, 2023, because 2022 and 2023, those recruiting classes are pretty much done. You can, I mean, it's going to be hard to recover from, from that. But beyond that, that's where you really start to make hay. Now, if you can land a Luke Fickle, I think that would, I mean, that, that could potentially save you. If you could land a Matt Campbell, if you could bring in, you know, maybe a Matt Rule. I mean, these guys, Matt Campbell, Matt Rule, guys who were able to overachieve with without big-time recruiting classes, maybe you're able to, to continue to contend. But if you're going into the SEC next year, which has been rumored at times, it's going to be a rough one. Even if you stay in the Big 12 next year, it's still going to be a rough one. We saw it this year. The Big 12 is no joke. They, they we just beat up on each other for, for nine games. And, uh, you know, it left Oklahoma State and Baylor standing this year. Um, it, it's, it's such a – I spent a lot of this day just really frustrated and really disappointed, uh, bummed out. You know, Lincoln Riley last night in, in his post – you know, his, his post-game press conference emphatically stated he would not be the next head coach at LSU. Later on, he talked about, you know, his role with the, or his relationship with the administration saying, you know, everyone's committed to building this program here. We're, we work well together and we're going to continue to work well together. And then 18 hours later, apparently he's not going to work well together. They're not going to continue to work together. Um, at times this has left me lost for words. I was talking with my wife earlier about it and, you know, she, she noticed I was upset and, and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just frustrated about this whole thing. And she's like, yeah, it, it's, it's frustrating. It's disappointing that he would go and he would leave like that. You know, you go follow the recruiting guys on Twitter and, you know, they're frustrated too, because, you know, Lincoln Riley talked to a lot of, a lot of kids so even parents, like you know, a lot of the parents are frustrated about what Lincoln Riley and assistant coaches kind of promise to their kids, and they're not living up to that promise. And I, I know I've I've been naive. I, I have. I think I'd probably live in a world that I I I want to believe the best about people, and I wanted to believe the best about Lincoln Riley that he wouldn't just up and and bail, but that's what he did. And it, it definitely leaves me in a different spot. I'm, I'm definitely not going to trust a coach again who says he's not leaving until, you know, practices start the next year because now apparently any coach can leave any program at any time for any reason. And loyalty is not a thing. It's the whole Dwight Schrute, you know, uh, meme. Uh, you know, I value loyalty, but if there were a company that valued my loyalty, I, or he's like, I, I believe loyalty is one of the things that I bring to a company. But if that loyalty were to be more highly valued somewhere else, then 
that's where I would provide my loyalty basically. And, and that's kind of what Lincoln Riley's doing. You know, he, he took the paycheck, he took the money, avoided the sec at all costs. And, you know, a lot of people are saying he looks smart for it. That's one way to look at it. So you could also argue that he kind of looks weak for it, but well, we'll talk more about this. And as I continue to process this more and kind of dig through my own thoughts and, and see how this plays out and how this transpires, we'll talk more about it in the coming days because it, it again, it's just shocking. It's shocking really. And the Oklahoma Sooners will be fine. I, I do believe that eventually they'll be fine. The next couple of years might be a struggle. It might be an issue the next couple of years, but I think ultimately they will figure it out. You have a strong administration group, get a strong program with a strong history and a strong recent history of success. It shouldn't be too hard to continue that success, um, even though Lincoln Riley's leaving and he's leaving the cupboard bare. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen. We're free and available on every podcast platform, and you can find us on YouTube as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit a like button, leave a comment in the comment section, and hit that bell for notifications as well for every episode that drops every single day. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at John9Williams and on Facebook, you can follow the show Locked On Sooners Podcast and on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. Go to the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com to read my work. I'll have a lot to say about Lincoln Riley uh, in the coming days. But that's going to do it. Until we talk tomorrow, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>